No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And good morning, Phil Stargell, and this is the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan. We have uh, co-hosts. Bruce Flurry, Ron Edwards. Good morning, fellas. How's everything going this morning? Great. Good morning to you and good morning to everyone in the audience. Uh, Bruce, uh, uh, top of the morning to you guys. And, uh, you know, it's a lovely day. Great sunshine and uh, nice and cold the way we like it in in the wintertime. (laughs) The great state of Michigan. I I guess it's maybe uh, maybe there's a reason why the lower peninsula is shaped like a mitten. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we catch it all. You know, and good uh, morning morning to and good morning to our uh, crack producer, call screener, and engineer, Derek Stone. Good morning, Derek. Morning, Bruce, Phil, and Ron. Great to be here. Morning. Great, great, great. I sent you something, Derek. Right. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, guys. uh, The last few days have not been kind to the uh, members of the entertainment community. Especially uh, one, uh, Jacqueline, uh, uh, um, what the heck's her name? <laughs> uh, Jacqueline Guzman. Okay, now Jack- Jacqueline oh, yeah, Guzman, Jacqueline. folks, guys. I, I don't know if you've heard of this. Have you heard of this, Ron? Uh, this is an actress, so-called, who uh, went online and delivered a profanity-laced rant uh, during the uh, during the funeral of one of the uh, of one of the fallen heroes of the New York City Police Department, Jason Rivera. I thought uh, you were Susan Sarandon. Nope, that was, uh, well, it might have been Susan Sarandon. Yeah, I, yeah I Susan, call her Susan Sarandon, Sarandon did that too. Yeah. yeah, she did. Yeah, I call her Susan Saran rap, by the way. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she uh, she wasn't too happy, guys, with uh, the fact that uh, the police had, had blocked off streets and uh, areas around the around the uh, the church where the uh, service was being held. Um, she went online and said, uh, "This is effing ridiculous. I can't I can't read this verbatim because I would probably have my head taken off by our station owner. But I'll just give you guys the uh, sanitized version of it." Uh, she goes, "This is effing ridiculous. Uh, we do not need to shut down most of Lower Manhattan because one cop died for probably doing his job incorrectly." Okay, they kill people who are under 22 every single day for no good reason, and we don't shut down the city for them. Uh, Now, where was she, Ron and Phil, uh, a couple of years back when uh, BLM and Antifa were blocking uh, entrances to hospitals, which she seems to be so concerned about now, but she didn't seem to be anywhere when they were doing the same thing, preventing people who had uh, medical conditions from reaching the hospital. Where was she when her great friends were doing all these peaceful protests? Where where, where was she? AWOL? Celebrating. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because what? that the, the BLM people and the Antifa uh, pigs, they all match with her philosophical base. I mean, they're all leftists and out to destroy 
yeah. our the fabric of our society. And so, um, yeah. you know, that's why she hates the police officers. Yeah. Well, the, the only reason why that uh, that a, a situation like that happened is because the the double standard that the media puts down and helps to cover up everything mm -hmm. is except when it gets as bad as this. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they can't cover that up, so they have to act. It's the same thing right. with, with, with uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, we'll get to her in a minute. Yeah, but yeah. But, the, but the media has, has does such a good job of glossing over any of the gaps, uh, like... Well, Joe Biden, I mean, this guy every week, every time he opens up his mouth, yeah. he says something that is just absolutely. And, and then the bad part about it is we get a, a, just a, a long line of Republicans saying things like, well, you know, uh, that's Joe or you know uh that's just damn, yeah. you know we don't we shouldn't uh we shouldn't be calling for boycotts and we shouldn't be calling for uh people to to be fired well the nothing stops the democrats from forcing out uh any republican that has it's got national prominence if yeah. he says something that's a mistake like mitch mcconnell did mitch mm -hmm. mcconnell said uh, African Americans vote uh, just as uh, in the same numbers as other Americans, or something to that effect. Yeah, and I mean they they just jumped all over him. Well, it's mm -hmm. this because Mitch McConnell's not comfortable with all of the changes of what people call Black Americans, right? To distinguish them and yeah. to make sure that. That if you don't use certain words, that you're not, as Joe Biden said, you're not black. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. And then, and then now we talk about censorship. Okay, uh, Neil Young, guy, seventy-six years old, a veteran <laughs> of you know the '60s and all that type of thing. Guy should be retired now, sitting up on the beach, basking in the the glow of the. Uh, of, of the sun and, and all that type of thing in the shadow of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame down there in Cleveland. And he should be enjoying his retirement. What, but what does he do? This man who said question authority, uh, you know, don't, you know, don't take, uh, don't take what they say fit with the establishment says it's at face value. And then after Joe Rogan has a, an interview, a three hour interview with, uh, with, with this, with this, uh, this, this great doctor, the, the inventor of the MN, NMRA, I believe it is as pronounced, uh, technology on COVID, and he wants the man uh, taken off of Spotify. Well, the Spotify is great present. They took somebody off, but it was Neil Young that was taken off. They <laughs> said, "Which is poetic justice." Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. No, I'm just saying they just told him by now, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that and that. Well, that just shows you the, hypo the hypocrisy of the of, of the left. Not, and he's not the new left. He's the old left, which used to be the new left back in the seventies. But now they're now they're all getting you know getting up there like Susan Sarandon and you know uh, the, 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 and, and Neil Young and all the and all these and Ben and Jerry and that type of thing. Uh, you know the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Um, you know, and it, it's just it just shows the hypocrisy of of, of the left in this country. Um, where it's it's okay to censor your opponents, but don't you dare try to cancel us. 
Yeah, and it it uh, it, it again goes to the fact that <clears throat> excuse me that um, that the media can gloss over the the uh, the leftists situation on any issue they will circle the wagons and and uh and and make it all go away for mm -hmm. them but recently recently we've been able to uh to try to hold the uh the uh the media a little bit more closely uh to uh, some form of the truth mm -hmm. i mean this is the final thing here with uh what's with the guy at cnn with the cuomo oh yeah zuckerberg <laughs> Yeah. Zuckerberg, Jeff Zuck, I, I can't, I can't keep those two guys straight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it gets to the point where you know they have, uh, they have stepped in it so far that yeah. uh, you know it it, 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 it has to be anybody with decency has to say, you know, it's enough is enough, you know, this double standard because sure. it not only has uh, the double standard has not only infested. All of the justice system and the uh, and the in the political, the lawmaking portions of the government, mm -hmm. such as the the Senate and the House. I mean, these people are 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 so far to the to the left of anything, and they yet they can get away with just saying to you, well. That's uh, a threat to our democracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if if uh, the Republicans had any sense, they would be said, "Yeah, it's a threat to the democracy because we do not want this country defined or to be a pure democracy. We want what we were given by our founding fathers. That is a yeah. republic. If we are smart yeah. enough to keep it." Which made them, Phil and Ron and Derek, the original enemies of democracy. Yes. They studied absolutely. all the forms of government that came before, guys. They studied republics. They, they studied uh, you know, dictatorships. They studied all these kinds of things. And they came to the conclusion that if we are going to secure the blessings of liberty, as they put in the preamble, to ourselves and our posterity, we have to come up with a with a uh, uh, a, a, a new form of government which binds the country together under one uh, uniform uh, system, yet protects the rights of the of the states and the citizens because they realized that the federal government, an overarching federal government, even back then, could not do everything. And so that's why we have a Bill of Rights. That's what George Mason fought so hard for. 18 enumerated powers, a Bill of Rights, and enshrined in the United States Constitution, which limits this Republican form of government and while respecting these, the, the rights of the people and the states they're in. And, you know, you know, something else that is very dangerous too, uh, to dovetail on what you guys are saying is yeah. that, uh, and this is more dangerous than, than even what you guys were mentioning, the heads of the evangelical movement, which used to be comprised of mostly conservative leaning uh, Bible understanding individuals. Well, that's all been wiped out now. They have been working in cahoots with the Democrat Party to try to persuade foolish Americans, to quote one of them, to take the jab. Now, you're talking about 
Franklin Graham, he's one of them. Oh, boy. You're talking about the heads of CBN. You're talking about uh, uh, individuals who are heading up m many of your mainline Protestant uh, divisions of Christianity. And these people are now linked uh, hand in hand, glove to hand with the Mason movement, uh, the Freemason movement and the government. Mm -hmm. And they are working against we the people. Yeah. Which which puts the danger now. See, the, the, the founding fathers understood that in order for us to remain free, we must remain moral. And they understood that the basis of morality, most of it came from the teachings of the of, of the Bible, not the church, but of, of the Bible. Yeah. And as the church, Amen. which is supposed to be the harbinger of morality, is becoming immoral, just like. Yeah. The schools have become immoral. The church no longer teaches the Ten Commandments, just as the schools no longer teaches the first ten amendments of our Constitution. Right. So you've got this double pillar of evil working together. No wonder the society is 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 is, is messed up. But here's the thing: the solution is for us as individuals <coughs> to screw all that and to go for the truth ourselves. We are still going to be held accountable each and every one of us to God. And right. so we have to carry that. And the founding fathers understood that. That's why they emphasized the importance of the individual, meaning liberty, with which is freedom with responsibility. And with that responsibility, yes, we can sit here and yak about the media, the dragon media, and all of that. But when it comes down to it, it boils down to it, it's still down to us. We are responsible for ourselves as sovereign individuals in this country and we have to come together as sovereign individuals yeah. on morality <clears throat> liberty and and proper economics and the whole nine yards but uh you yeah. know you, i've just about given up on the uh, the mainline christian movement and that whole nine, nine yards down to a personal relationship with god and a personal study of our of our founding documents yeah uh, federalist well, papers you you name it well, well, you know, Ron, uh, my wife, uh, Jan, uh, she's always had a mistrust of what she calls organized religion. <clears throat> and you know, I can see I can see her point, you know, because uh, what you're just talking about is and, and you're right. Uh, I, I now I don't know if she's actually uh, if she's actually uh, you know, pushing for a, a personal re relationship with God. But I think that's what she has. And I and I think that's great. One one of the other places you you, you, you forgot to mention, um, as far as the mainline churches, is these non-governmental organizations run by these religious uh, churches, the ones that are that are picking up these illegal aliens and spiriting them off with the with the help of the U.S. government in yep. return for a stipend, and yep. they're scattering them all over the country. I don't. Know, did you happen to see or hear that uh, that incident that took place at that one airport where the uh, security caught the uh, Called the CIA operatives uh, with that plane load of illegals. Yeah, uh, yeah. And did you happen to see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, how come that hasn't really gone viral? People really need to be up in arms over that. I don't think I've seen that on Fox News. No, they're not going to talk about that. Not on Foxy. No. And 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 the talk about Fox. Uh, have you seen Lara Logan lately? Nope. Nope. Well, you know, the last time I saw her, she mentioned. Just what you're talking about, Ron, these non-government agencies. Mm -hmm. And she said that those people that were under that bridge, the Haitians, yeah. yes. she said that they were taken to uh, hotels. 
Uh-huh. And she said they, they weren't the hotel sixes that I had. No, luxury high rises. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 she hasn't been on since. <laughs> no. Now, what, what they now what they were saying was that the job gains uh, that took place uh, this this past month uh, largely came in the in the hospitality hospitality uh, segments. So maybe they, they might have something to do with that. Hey, we got Joe from Wyandotte on the line. Uh, Joe, good morning. How you doing, my friend? On this nice, brisk, cold day. Doing good. Uh, how you doing today, brothers? Uh, we're just hanging in there. Doing very well. Thank you. Uh, like I always say, you know, it could always be better, but it could often be worse. A philosophy to live by. Before we're about to whine, remember that yeah, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you uh, well before I mention about if you could take it, uh, I just wanted uh, Ron to answer a question for me since he was talking about Masons. Am I sacrilegious if I keep my leftovers in Mason jars? <laughs> yeah, you know me, Remember the old Roger Miller song, Chug a Lug? We're available for bar mitzvahs, uh, smokers, uh, college mixers. Just the just call us at the station, 734-822-1600. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, now, you mentioned if you could take it. I'm, I belong to, uh, you know, I belong to a bazillion different groups and clubs and uh -huh. whatnot, but one of them is the local stand-up Michigan chapter. Uh, mm -hmm. the, you know, there are a lot of good people. They're doing some good things. Some of them are, you know, they're new to politics, so they don't quite know what's going on. They're well-intentioned, yeah. but they've got a lot to learn. But the reason I mention them is that Darcy Reese started a book club in the group, and we reviewed Eric Metaxas's If You Can Keep It book. That book's a couple of years old now, and mm -hmm. since you mentioned it, that reminded me of that book, and that's certainly a book that, you know, we don't need to read, but it is something you need to buy and get into the hand of kids mm -hmm. in high school or college to learn a little bit about the a nation's history in that, that they're not getting in school, and that we are a republic, and why we are a republic, and in it, it discusses De Tocqueville and that, you know, America and her greatness and what we're about through his eyes, you know, mm -hmm. and not necessarily our own propaganda, right. you know, because that's what kids are led to believe. Everything rah, rah, rah about America is yeah. just bogus propaganda. And to Tocqueville, as Eric lays out in his book, you know, sees it from an outsider's perspective and the greatness. And I think he was actually the one that uh, coined the American exceptionalism term. And we... You know, some people could get a better understanding if they're hearing it from outsiders rather than, you know, just dismissing it as we're too close to it and don't really see it. Yeah, yeah. If, if you well, know I what I mean, that, I'm just kind of rambled be, uh, there a bit. Well, Joe, I think that might be uh, 
uh, one, of the, one of the lessons we can learn from the Canadian truckers doing their uh, convoy, that sometimes you do have to have uh, an outside perspective from, you know, say a Tocqueville or, or one, of the, uh, one of the guys driving these trucks from uh, Vancouver to Ottawa, um, you know, and, and to just kind of basically put us back on, on, on an even keel or as even a keel as we can get under the circumstances. Uh, uh, what do you think about that? No, yeah, I agree. That's a that's a good thing, and we we need to get something like that happening here too. Right. Uh, I thought we could. Inklings of you know people trying to get that started. Uh, when yeah. they were doing that the other day, I was hoping some truckers would uh, blockade the Ambassador Bridge and tie it up for hours upon hours to maybe get it started here, but unfortunately, it didn't materialize. But you know, it's just so sad that yeah. these educators are only interested in socialist, communist, fascist indoctrination. And you also mentioned Susan Salanrap. Well, on the Newsmax Cryon, I just seen scroll yeah. by a minute or two ago, where she's supposedly apologizing for the fascist New York police meme she shared. Yeah, I believe she's sorry. Uh-huh. Well, you know, yeah, there's, there's, there's a long, there's, there's a long, uh, they should take a long walk over the short pier, you know, as far as I'm concerned. I never did like her. I thought she was, uh, well, you know, I, I, I don't think she's all that great of an actress myself, and she's even more of a reprobate uh, off camera. Well, Joe, thanks a yeah. lot for the, pro the call. We appreciate that. Uh, well, take I care. Have yourself brother. a great weekend. Take care. Stay in God touch. Bless. Okay, thanks. So, that was Joe. Great phone call, as always, with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. But, you know, uh, yeah, go ahead. The, you know, when you look at the Corona China virus narrative, yeah. We do see that around the world it's beginning to collapse, but we cannot relax. Nope. Now, the, the official Corona China virus narrative that, uh, you know, mask wearing and social distancing are effective, which is a, a darn lie. Oh, yeah. uh, that destructive lockdowns were necessary, that the mRNA injections were safe and effective. It's collapsing finally yeah. uh, all across the uh, northern hemisphere, in fact. Collapsing here means losing credibility with critical segments of populations. Efforts at madness, government or corporate are being resisted. People, including healthcare workers who were on the front lines in 2020, are quitting their jobs rather than being jabbed or forcing others to take the jab because an employer demands it. Not a majority, but yeah. enough to make a dent. Now, folks, the resistance is is beginning to build around the world. You see what's happening in old Canada, and uh, we're supposed to have a large uh, convoy in this country as well. Hopefully that will materialize. Wouldn't it be beautiful if 100,000 American truckers ended up converging uh, on Washington, D.C. and plugging that city up like never before? Yeah, but that would have, be great. But we have to pray for our, 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 our fellow uh, freedom fighters in Canada because... Mm -hmm. Uh, Trudeau got PayPal to take away the $9 million that was being donated to the truckers to feed them and, and clothe them and help them out. That's thievery. This guy, this guy just committed grand larceny. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, he can, and, he can, and he can get away with it. 
uh, because he's he's the uh, prime minister. Oh, uh, speaking of the lockdowns, what do you think of that uh, Johns Hopkins report that shows the lockdowns were only 0.2 tenths of 1% effective in, uh, in preventing uh, COVID deaths? You know, it's better late than never. I mean, we already knew that. Uh, yeah. Anyone with any common sense could understand that lock, being locked down like that, and we saw the damage that it was doing to, uh, to to young children. And speaking of young children being damaged, how about in Germany, uh, that so-called civilized nation? <clears throat> yeah, they're they're stabbing little children up their noses. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back, we'll have Elizabeth from Troy on the other side. So Elizabeth, hang in there, and we'll talk to you in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. Hello, I am Milt, and this is Logically Speaking Uncensored. Which came first, the Communist Party or the Democrat Party? This uncensored commentary is a brief presentation of unabridged history annexed to a profound question. Which came first, the Communist Party or the Democrat Party? And an addendum question is, which of the two parties provided the prescriptions for the other party's formation? Unlike the controversial unsolved mystery regarding which came first, the chicken or the egg, there's no ambiguity or valid speculation about which party came first, because the answer is contained within the timeline chronicles of undeniable historical truth. The Democrat Party was founded in 1830, and the Communist Party of Vladimir Lenin and Leon Trotsky was founded in 1917. Therefore, the first place award goes to the Democrat Party. From its founding, the Democrat Party has been a one-party entity centered on the elimination of any and all opposition, and in conjunction with their one-party ideology, the acquisition of absolute controlling powers is a mandate. And within the context of their goals of revolutionary domination, they dismiss the fact that in the reality of truth, democracy, which means governance by majority rules, is an appendage of mob rule. And the Democrat Party, one-party blueprint, is embraced by the Communist Party, who replicates the Democrats' beliefs that eliminating your opposition by any means, including mob rule, is no vice. Therefore, it is logical that Communist Party USA has made the Democrat Party their domain with a kinship of purpose, eradicate the United States. The Democrat Party is famous for using demeaning and derogatory pejoratives to denigrate their opposition, but they will not anoint or confer the name communist or communism upon them because they reserve those names for themselves. And the proof of this statement is in the composition of the Democrat Party, where the concept of one-party rule was first tried 
marinated and perfected into a doctrine that the Communist Party eagerly utilized. Today, both parties have a mutual admiration alliance. The importance of knowing which party came first is directly related to the United States' ability to confront and defeat its enemies, both domestic and foreign. Be not deceived or stupid. Communism, fascism, Marxism, and socialism have found a hospitable home in the Democrat Party, where they are as acceptable as apple pie. I am milk, logically speaking, uncensored saying, think about it. Okay, we are going to go right to the lines and uh, pick up uh, Elizabeth from Troy. Troy, yes. Thank you. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning, Patriots. I have too many observations to be able to talk about them. The, the number one, I believe, is that the Republican Party has poor leadership. Rob Cordes recently took a group to the bridge with his with his Trump Unity Bridge, and uh-huh. I never heard about it. So it was a very paltry show of unity and freedom, etc. Christians are totally not doing their job, and I know you guys know it. I belong to Bloomfield Hills Baptist Church, and several years ago, Pastor was having a two-day conference with national speakers come in and talk about the evils of Islam and what's happening in our country, and the elders kept it from happening. Debbie Dingle sent a reporter, and Pastor McKay made a bad statement about being an Islamophobe, and it blew up, and... Republicans, conservatives, whatever you want to call us, are so fractured and we're fighting against each other. The Democrat Party, all they care about is changing the nature of our country. And it mm-hmm. doesn't matter who they put up to vote. When when um, Trump ran the first time, I had wonderful conservatives not vote for him because they said, oh, we don't like him. I said, so you're voting for Hillary. So what you're saying, so Christians, conservatives need to grow a pair. And I held my nose and voted for Romney and McCain. I didn't like either one of them. I'm happy. Well, yeah. I'm not really happy. Anyway. You so, weren't the only one. <laughs> yeah. You weren't the only one, not by a long Christians, shot. Christians you got a lot of company. Christians are not voting, so anyone listening who has Christian friends who are saying, oh, separation of church and state, that's not what it means. We must unify and and get our our conservative nation back, or as you know, we're not going to have them. I, I'm happy I'm old. I'm not going to be around for multiple generations anyway. God bless you men for what you're doing, and Christian conservatives, Get out there and start being activists. Show up. Yeah, and do, uh, I'd like to make like, just and do like our great friend uh, Allison Lorkowski said. We miss her terribly. Vote biblically. Thank you, well, thank you, Elizabeth. Well, the Democrats decided that they did not uh, didn't like the way 
the country was being referred to as as a republic, you know, because back before Roosevelt, that's what that's that's how they referred to this country. Uh-huh. And so what they went about doing is changing how we refer to the country and, and then future Democrats went about uh, changing what the purpose of the country was. And that's where we are today. And, and this, is, this is what makes people like Joe Biden say things like, if we cannot make significant progress on racial equity, this country is doomed. It is doomed. Yeah. Not just because of African Americans, but because by 2040, this country is going to be minority white European. Now, right. if a Republican has said anything close to that, you know, uh, they would have done him like they did President Trump. They made a a very significant effort to make sure that that they did everything they could to make people dislike Donald Trump as a person. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then after all of that, no matter how much success he had with the, the, the uh, economy, with uh, foreign relations and stuff like that, people couldn't get past the fact that the, the uh, media wanted them to think of Donald Trump as a bad person or as a racist even. And that's where we are today. That's how come we have got to take this into our hands and make sure that the effort to take this country back starts with little deals like Joe Biden being able to say things like, and you guys are going to have to start working more with Hispanics who will make up a larger portion of the po- of population than y'all do. Yeah. Well, you this know, is- uh, we're, we're so bound up with race and that, and uh, that's even trickled into the National Football League. We look at, you know, these signs painted on the, uh, these slogans painted on the back of the end zone, uh, uh, work for social justice, the little stickers on the back of their helmets. And now we have a controversy in the head coaching uh, aspect of it, right, Ron? Yeah, this is an a- another asinine situation. Uh, this time in the NFL, uh, Brian Flores uh, was upset because he was uh, fired uh, by the Miami Dolphins. Uh, well, the last two years were winning seasons. They were barely winning seasons. But uh, because of the firing and uh, because of the situation where he thought he was going to be interviewing for a job in- at the Giants, well, it turns out they were already uh, you know, set on on a particular individual, and he didn't realize it, and he got a, a little uh, text from uh, Bill Belichick, but uh, Bill Belichick sent it to him by accident. Uh, it was meant for Mr. Dayball or whatever his name is, and so um, you know his uh, Flores, his he got out of sorts over the situation, so now he's suing the National Football League. And they're making a bigger situation than it really is. Also, Ryan Clark, a former Pittsburgh um, uh, Steelers player, uh, they are both equating the National Football League with the plantation, with the old slave plantations. Now, the last time I checked, gentlemen, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember reading about young black men fighting and competing 
to get on an audition to get on in, into plantations during the, the during the uh, slavery period. I don't remember that, uh, but uh, if you, you know, if you if you, fi- if you find in history that, that that was the case, uh, please correct me. Um, and uh, I see even the dogs agree with me. Okay, thank you. Very good and so those, you know those, those dogs you hear are not from the dog pound in Cleveland. They're from downstairs in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, you know what? There, there, there's a there's a great coach out there that uh, had recently uh, interviewed with uh, with the Bears job, but uh, they didn't get they didn't get his name was Jim Caldwell. Now people people may remember him from uh, the last winning season that the Detroit Lions had. <laughs> it may seem like a hundred years ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Uh, Jim Caldwell's a great guy uh, from yes. all, all accounts, and uh, he's got what it takes. He's done it in Indianapolis. He's done it in New Orleans. Done it in Detroit. Yeah. So why can't he do it, uh, say in Miami? Right. We'll find out. But yeah, but, but but the thing is that uh, yeah. I understand him being upset. But here's the thing that makes him look like a complete idiot. He's now equating him, talking about the Brian Flores. He's yeah. now because of what he considers to be a horrendous injustice. He is now equating himself with Frederick Douglass, Sojourner Truth, the mother of Emmett Teal, uh, and other great, uh, Rosa Parks, and yeah. other great black Americans because of the suffering that he has gone through at the hands of the National Football League. For shame. Um, suffering. These, these people, you know, if this is, and then they equate the National Football League with a plantation. If well, that's I, a plantation, let me on. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Please. I know. It's a comedy. You know, if it wasn't so stupid, it would be, it could be a great comedy uh, uh, script here. Uh, you know, what are we going to do? I mean, we, this is why, why it's so important that we make sure that young people get the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth when it comes to this country, uh, when it comes to moral issues, when it comes to real, if you want to talk about real suffering that people went through and how they overcame, we cannot continue to just dwell on bad stuff. Because if that's all you do, if that's all, you know, that's all young people are taught today, bad yeah. stuff. If and you wonder different. why they grow up. What, you wonder why they grow up to be, oh, I don't know, Hillary Clinton or whatever, or Michelle Obama or Ali, Ali Obama. The, it's, it's based upon what they're taught. Ali Obama's mother was a communist. Yeah. And, 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 and look how he turned out. He followed his parents' instructions. The parents today are going to be grossly judged by God because of what they allow their children to be taught. It's bad enough. Yes, we have a bad government. We have bad people in the Republican Party, the whole nine yards, and the Democrat Party. I mean, they're just totally reprobate. But the responsibility for the recovery of this um, this this wonderful United States of America lies with we, the people, especially the parents, because if, if we don't teach the truth, who's gonna who's going to do it? You can't depend on the government schools. You can't depend on the media to tell the truth. They don't want to do it. So it is back to what the founding fathers understood. And this this principle goes all the way back to the time of Moses. 
when he talked about, when Jethro talked to him about the importance of the individual. Mm-hmm. So this is not something new here, but it is something that is, well, it's new to this current generation of Americans, but principally it's not new and it needs to be retaught over and over again. Yeah. We have to deprogram our children or we won't have a nation in, in, in a couple right. of years. We won't yeah. have. And we yeah. need to educate people on the Emmett Till situation too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is a real example of the dependency of black Americans on the Democrat party. And uh, uh, I, isn't it uh, time for the uh, Edwards Notebook? Yeah. That's right. And then we're gonna clear the lines and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, be, we'll bring it on home. Okay, take it away, Derek. <clears throat> When it comes to American history, it must be taught to students in a truthful manner. It should also be about the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Republicans are constantly portrayed as racists. President Trump was labeled racist for simply wanting to protect our borders. But consider the fact that it was the Democrats who murdered President Lincoln for freeing slaves. It was a Democrat who murdered President Kennedy. A Democrat murdered Martin Luther King Jr. Militant Democrats known as the KKK lynched many black Americans. Democrats enforced segregation unless they were raping black females. Mm. Democrats created the Jim Crow and poll taxes. Democrats created internment camps. Democrats created the Confederacy and destroyed good government schools catering to black Americans. And yet, conservative Christians and Republicans are called the racist. Hmm. I'm Ron Edwards. For Constitutional Grounds Coffee, simply go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. And uh, we are back, and uh, Ron, that was, uh, uh, your commentary was so uh, pertinent to this particular conversation because I I wanted to uh, throw in there that people are going back to the Emmett Till case, and yet and still those same people are uh, ones that will tell you that I'm a proud Democrat, yeah, and I, and, you know, uh, my family, my uh, family's always been Democrat. My yeah. mother and my grandparents all Democrats. Mm-hmm. Well, in the case of Emmett Till, Emmett Till, uh, when they went to court, the Senate Senator Eastland of Mississippi had a hand in what that jury. Uh, made their decision on, on those guys that were accused of, uh, not accused, but that killed Emmett Till. He made it known to the jury and everybody that Emmett Till's father was uh, uh, executed over in Italy for raping and killing white Italian citizens. And they put that out and then they they got uh, people talking about like father, like son. Yep. And uh, these people walk for uh, <clears throat> killing a twelve-year-old boy. Yeah. yeah. And 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 uh, so this is what I, when I hear people talk about 
they hate racism, they hate the atrocities of slavery and all of that. All of this was done by Democrats. Yep. Yet Absolutely. still, the Republicans <clears throat> somehow get blamed for all of that, all of the racism and all of the atrocities. And and the biggest atrocity of them all is abortion and who is leading the ban with un, un uh, Democrats. You know, <laughs> Yeah, unlimited, unregulated uh, abortion. It's yeah. a lack abortion of critical thinking. So, it's a lack of critical thinking and uh, people not looking into things for themselves. And uh, it's this group think. It's mm -hmm. like a herd. Somebody fires a shot and they all start running. Somebody, somebody belts out a lie and they all start believing. Yeah. You know, so... When uh, one thing that uh, yeah. the Republicans should be doing, and they don't, and it, they, I, and it gets a little old to be uh, every time uh, we put these things in mind uh, and bring it out into the public. You know, we get accused of uh, you know not being loyal to 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 the cause. And hey guys. We got uh, we got a couple of minutes left. Uh, can we uh, can we get uh, to Tom and to Walter, please? Sure. Yeah, Tom, you still there? Nope, Tom's off the line. Okay, Walter, you got it. Take us on home, my friend. All right, man. Let's get right to it, man. All Democrats are not racist, but usually all racists are Democrats. You heard that statement before, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very up. well. There you go. That's right. Showing up, truth, man. So that's one hundred percent true. And it's going to intensify before every election. You know, the general election, the president, and also with the midterms, is all it's a strategy. This racist talk mm -hmm. from the murder crat, baby killer crat, the devil's rat. That's right, I said it, the devil's rat's Democrat. The devil's mm -hmm. brat. They always dig up racism right before elections, and it's part of their, their strategy to lie, lie, lie. And, you got uh, that right. You know what? Uh... Who did, let's let's take a trip down memory lane. Who started all this racial stuff uh, in recent history? And I talked to a lot of my white counterparts, and I, and I test them on this. I said, "Who started all this racial stuff? When did it intensify even more? Was it under Bush or Barack insane Osama?" And flat out, Barack Obama started all this stuff. Remember his inauguration. Then it seemed like the ghost of civil rights passed. And by the way, when John Roberts was playing, I mean, you noticed you had two crooks together, John Roberts and Barack Obama, when he's being sworn in. You know, both of them stumped over the Constitution. Oh, remember yeah. I remember that oath of office. Stuff. Remember the oath of office, Walter? <laughs> yeah. And so we, how we, and we had that. Yeah, so how we got we had, They had to redo it, didn't they? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, they did. Had two crooks. Two crooks together. John Roberts, the yeah. God was God was giving us a divine intervention right there, letting us know, know that we had two crooks together right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see yep. your crooks and raise your two reprobates. <laughs> oh, John back Robert. oh, Roberts. But uh, yeah, uh, Barack Obama started a lot of his racial stuff uh, when he injected his poison and giving his dumb opinions about police officers, and he created the climate yeah. of murder and broke police officers and all this up this racist racial talk to black lives matter he started it all the hell raisers that took to the streets doing the shutdowns by dirty democrat blue state governors and mayors it was all a part of the strategy and like you guys saying we ain't falling for it 
We ain't playing this nonsense. I hope my white counterparts start slamming some of these dirty Democrats. Okay, Walter. Well, that's great. We got the music cut. Thanks a lot for a fantastic call, as always. And uh, uh, Phil, great broadcast. Ron, great broadcast. Thank well, you. And, uh, Godspeed. Uh, God bless America. May America bless God. We'll see you next week. See you next week, folks. Take care. The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the Wham Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.